Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Just want you guys to know how much we love you over here. We have heard from so many people uh, that are tuning in, listening, and man, big hugs out there to all of you guys. It is really inspired us to continue on this journey with bold truth and raw faith. My guest today is hitting that bold truth, raw faith message like directly in the face. And I am so excited and just honored uh, to welcome my guest for the day, Levi Lesko. Welcome to the show, Levi. How are you? Autumn, I'm doing so great and so glad to be on. Thank you for having me. Well, I... First of all, I'm a huge, I, I I think it's weird when you talk to like Christian pastors and you're like, I'm a fan, but I just really respect the way that you preach the gospel. And um, I think that a lot of people out there have gleaned so much from your wisdom. Um, I know the first, my first just introduction to you was your, was your first book or the second book. I th- Was it the first or the second? Through the Eyes of a Lion. Was that your first or second book? That was my very first book. I read that book, and I don't even know. I, I mean, it was just so incredibly powerful, the story of your daughter um, that that Jesus transferred to heaven. Um, so incredibly powerful. But you have written your third book, which is I Declare War. And I am obsessed with this because it is so needed right now. In our world, tell me a little bit about the book and the heart behind it. Yeah, Autumn, thank you. And you know, it's funny is as you were just saying that um, I'm in the car and we just just drove past the cemetery uh, where we had my daughter's funeral and where we always gather and think about the day that Jesus comes back and where we'll get to believe the promise of the resurrection for all of us. So it was wow. really quite chilling for me to have you bring up Eyes of a Lion just literally as we pass the cemetery. But um, this new book, I Declare War, is kind of my own personal manifesto to, to, to get out of this hostage situation that I always find myself in, being held captive by a version of me that I don't want to be. Mm. And I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, walked away from maybe a conversation that I wish I could do over again or... Um, uh, maybe a customer service situation where I, I was rude or whatever, and I just feel like well, I did it again. Mm. And I, I just feel so frustrated because I get victimized by my own bad behaviors. And so I got sick of it to the point that I decided to declare war on my biggest enemy. And it's not the devil and it's not the world. It's just Levi. I, okay, you are you like reading everyone's mail or what? This is so relevant um, really for all time. But uh, I hear all the time people that are like, man, I wish I would have. I wish I wouldn't have responded like that. Um, and it is, it, 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 it's really powerful that you kind of took this whole concept and put it in a book. But you used cards to do that. Talk to me about why, why you use the card game, uh, cards to do that. Yeah, well, I grew up playing like probably like you did this card game war where you would put four cards down and you would say, I, 
D, Claire. And then that fourth <laughs> card was War card. And and um, I, I just started to realize that there are different keys to unlocking the version of me that Jesus died for me to be. And the first key that I talk about in the book is the key of my thoughts. Mm. And I think a lot of people underestimate the power of positive thinking, mm. not as a replacement for God, but as a response to God. Mm. So if I choose to think negative, there's no way I can live positive because Jesus tells me to love God with all my mind. Mm. And we think about soul, we think about heart, but how do you love God with your mind? Well, Paul tells us when he tells us to take every thought captive. Mm. Now, I know, Adam, that you probably never get up and look in the mirror and say, I want to have a lousy day today. <laughs> and I bet you if you're like me, sometimes you allow the kind of stinking thinking and rotten feelings into your mind of, you know, why didn't they invite me, and, you know, I'm not good enough, and I don't yeah. have the platform they have. And all of a sudden, we've slowly but surely undermined the specialness of our calling, mm. and now you can't live right when you're thinking wrong. Mm. That's the first card. The second card is the card of your words. Now, you talk to a lot of people on the radio. You have a huge audience, obviously. But the, the person Autumn talks to the most is Autumn. Yes. Because you're constantly... In, in, involved in a self-dialogue. And tragically, for so many of us, we are our own worst critics instead of being our coaches. Mm. And sometimes I just want to throw my hands up in the air and say, whose side are you on, voice in my head? Mm. Because it sure doesn't seem like you're cheering me on. You're telling me, lousy job, Levi. Oh, really great one there, pal. And, and yeah, you suck, and no one ever is going to like you. And I'm like, man. Yeah. So I just try to... If we could get the words in our head to actually cheer us on, like Paul did, I'm going to run this race, I'm going to fight this fight, good job, you can do this, trust in God today, hope in Him, like David said, then our words is the second card, and the third card is our, ha our, our habits, our actions, the things we do every day. I was careful this morning to not go on Instagram, even on book release day, before I read my Bible, because I don't want the validation from people to replace the validation that comes from God. And so that's a good. careful habit. If you do that enough times in a row, it becomes habitual, and then it can function on muscle memory. And then the last card is the most important card, and this card has everything to do with our worship. Because what I realized was that all the other stuff is fine, but if I don't have God's help, it's just useless self-help. And I'd rather have God's help any day, because He's a lot stronger than me. And that's why the fourth card is the card of our worship, and it's the trump card. Mm. I love this because, I mean, you, when you say I declare war, and yes, I did grow up playing that game. I mean, it's it's like the best game ever. You know, it, it is, we can't be wimps when it comes to our lives. We have to sort of seize them and make very specific, direct decisions based on what you just said, our mind, our words, our habits. I love that Instagram thing. Like, I'm not getting on Instagram before I'm in the Word. But how easy is it just to grab your phone, press the little app, and, like, you're you're off to the races, and you spent 30 minutes scrolling through other people's lives and not even uh, really poured into your own. The last one is worship. That those this this is um this is a book that can really transform someone's life and it can do it uh, really, you know, with, within the pages. Talk to me. I mean, um do you think that some people are at war with themselves and they don't even realize that the decisions that they're making are based on 
something that they've told themselves and believed? Do you believe that a lot of people are more people are at war that, with themselves that, than they even realize it? Autumn, I think you're exactly right, and I think the the most our our enemy is the most dangerous when we don't know he's there, mm. because you cannot win in a battle you don't admit exists, and. Um, I think about when I was in middle school, and I talk about this in the book. Um, I transferred to a new school, and I had this group of people that, in my mind, if I could get them to like me, everything would be great because they were so cool, and they, you know, they had each other. And, uh, you know, people like wolves are pack animals, and we want to be with a pack. And I craved their friendship. Now, I was a late bloomer. I don't know about you, but I, did, I, I, I just finished puberty about 15 minutes ago. Sadly, I'm 36 <laughs> years old, but... I was uh, I was younger and small. I was smaller than all the older all the kids that were my age in class, and, <laughs> and they finally this group of people they kind of let me into their little gang, but they mm-hmm. didn't really accept me because they liked to make fun of me and taunt me, and they they actually called me Rat Boy. That was their name. For oh, that's awful! And I know. So I had buck teeth and glasses, so <laughs> that was just what they called me. And to this day, if I look back at my yearbooks from that era, they're all like warnings like watch out for the traps and don't fall oh for the cheese. And that is this awful. Really hard, it was so hard, and it kind of got into me. And so yeah. what I did was I kind of I developed a mask that I would put on every day, and that mask was um, humor or, or it was, you know, kind of being quick-witted and laughing off everything. And what I, did, what I realized was it was just a defense mechanism. Now, even though I got older, I don't think the Rat Boy mask ever went away. Because now it's just, it's, as a pastor, I can go back to that, and it's how big my church is, and ooh, how many likes I got on this tweet, or whatever. And, mm. and pretty soon, I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to please that group of people from middle school still. Oh my and goodness! I, I don't so know, good. I don't know if, if, if all the listeners can relate to the exact mechanics of my story. Maybe your mask is, you know, the mask of uh, your, your body shape, or it's the mask of you know, religion or whatever, or being just like everybody else, um, we actually developed an assessment that can help you kind of figure out what your go-to mask is, and it's available at IDeclareWarBook.com. And really, that's kind of the book is about trying to help you figure out what battles you're in that you don't even know about. Yeah. That is, um, that's amazing. I remember in my high school years, I have, I've always had blonde, I mean, I like, I actually was born with black hair, if you can believe it. Uh, well, you don't know what I look like, Levi, but Dan, if you can believe it. Um, and and it, it lightened it. Had this, I still have blonde hair to this day. And that was in the era in the 90s where the, everyone was talking about dumb blondes. And so they would say all the time, oh, you're just a dumb blonde. Like, don't say that, just a dumb blonde. And I realized when I hit, you know, when I really got my life serious with the Lord, Oh, my goodness. What you exactly said is what I did for a long time. I'm going to show them I'm not dumb. This is what I'm going to do. You know, and they they don't even care. Like, they're from high school. I don't even know what they're doing with their lives now. But I lived for a long time trying to impress these people that sort of I I wore this mantle of of being a dumb blonde when I was never a dumb blonde. You know what I'm saying? So that was really powerful. It's so true. We can let words people speak over us all of a sudden become the story of our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to be very careful to, to take control of the narrative because, like Pixar says, story is king. And whatever story you're living out of, you know, uh, it, it's pretty soon going to become a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. 
It is so powerful to grab the why we do things or the where is that offense coming from or, um, you know, what what motive do we have for achieving this thing? That That is so important. It brings me to my question, next question, and I think you kind of answered it, but I, I'd like for you to expound on a little bit. Where do you think these inner battles come from? Uh, are they are they all from um, maybe what we've been through or, you know, what do you think? Do you think that we sort of create them as we go on with life? Where do you think they, they come from? Well, ultimately, when we open the Bible up, we find the first mask not even three chapters in because... We were perfect until sin enters the equation, and we were naked and unashamed. Mm. So there was no pretense, there was no guile, but then the moment we sinned, the moment um, we fell short of the glory of God, they covered themselves in bushes, fig leaves, and then they pretended they were fine. Mm. They said, we're good, and, and really underneath there was just this, 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 um, this problem. And I, so I see that as the genesis, so it's, it's really not a new problem, but then again, I think today it's only exacerbated by the fact that we now live in an era where the average person touches their phone 150 times a day. Oh, my goodness. And so you have, you know, the ability to put fig leaves on um, on our Facebook. We, we put fig leaves on uh, through the filters that we put on, and I think that is the scary part, that now in this new age it's easier than ever to live out of a lie. Oh, my goodness. Right? <laughs> And everyone in the studio said, amen. Um, So, so incredibly good. We do. I mean, the whole social media thing is just, it's like the most wonderful tool ever, yet the most terrifying, scary, worst tool of all time as well. It's like this perfect dichotomy there. What do you, what does someone do? What does someone do when they're like, listen, I am so over talking to myself like this and telling myself I can't. I am so over, um, you know, listening to what happened in my past. I'm so over um, just the way I'm living. How does someone look at their life and say, I'm done? How do I start? How do, okay, yes, I want to declare war on my life, but how in the world do I even start doing that? Well, I think it begins just like it in Congress. You know, the president goes to Congress and says, I'd like permission to declare war. And uh, fortunately for you, in your own life, you don't have to go to anybody except to God. You can declare war yourself. But I think it's important that there's a moment of, you know, once a nation declares war, they have certain rights that are opened up to them in, in that combat that they didn't have before. So uh, in the book, I actually give a piece of paper that's a charter of your declaration of war, and I want everyone who reads the book to prayerfully write down what they're declaring war on, what they want to uh, part ways with, and then they sign it and date it. And, you know, in the Old Testament, there was the ritual of piling up stones, altars. Uh, Jacob, he encountered God, he would pile up a stone. And that was a tradition that was uh, essentially a way of saying, this is real, I'm serious about this. And I, I think there's something to be said for getting it out into the open, writing mm-hmm. that down. Um, my favorite... Uh, actually, my second favorite U.S. president, Teddy Roosevelt, once said that when when you decide to cross the barbed wire and enter and engage in war, a power like a wolf rises in your heart. And mm. and 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 when he said that, he was describing the way that we find energy and God's power channeling towards anything that we set our entire soul against. And I think perhaps the problem is we have all these good intentions and 
New Year's resolutions and, you know, next year and when I get around to it. But I think we're not wholeheartedly pursuing anything. So mm-hmm. if someone's serious about saying, I, I mean business, I think I think it's literally those words coming out of your mouth. I think it'll put steel inside your spine. I declare war. Mm. We need to declare some wars these days. I mean, let's just be real, guys. Like, um, looking, I think, you know, what... what looking at the different things that the social injustices that are happening, the division that is happening, not just politically. I mean, that's, that's really obvious, but even in the church, I mean, there are, there are, there is so much division right now in the church. Uh, We need to declare war on ourselves so that it can spill over (laughs) into, into the division that we see in our churches and our communities and politically, uh, man, this is this is going. This is such a. I, I know I keep saying that like a broken record, but I just believe this is such a right now word for um, anyone that that is listening that is just is totally over the way that that they're living. Um, what is what is some of the wars that you declared personally in the book um, that you you kind of speak out about? Can you give us some? Just tangible examples of things that you, I know you talked about bullying and the, the name that they were calling you. What else do you put in the book, personally? Yeah, so uh, two of the big ones that come into my mind is the way that I parent as a dad and the way that I lead as a pastor. And uh, I, I find that when I'm preaching, that's easy. You know, talking about God's Word to people, that's very easy um, because of the way God built me. I, like you, I'm a communicator. And uh, so those are fine. Now, what I find to be more difficult is the situations where I'm leading and having to deal with team dynamics and personalities and emotion, and not always getting my way, which is how it's supposed to be. <laughs> and then uh, my wife and I, God gave us kids to show us how much patience we lack. Um, and <laughs> with our kids traveling, we get on airplanes a lot, the stress, the chaos, the bathroom visits, the... You know, I can't find my shoe, and where's the Apple TV remote? All the da- the things that come upon me daily. You're telling my um, life. I have four kids, Levi. You're literally telling my life story right now. Oh yeah, <laughs> I and love so it. So I've decided to declare war on being a stressed out dad and and being um, you know a petty dictator at work. And so for me, the big things are listening more than speaking, it's empathy, it's self-management, it's emotional intelligence and self-awareness, it's asking more questions than being the one giving the answers always. And, and that's a day-to-day struggle, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not there yet. i got a long way to go, but by God's grace, as I've chosen to engage in these battles, I sure have seen some progress. Mm. That's so um, refreshing to hear. I'm not there yet, guys. Like I wrote this book, but he's still, I love that song from my childhood. He's still working on me to make me what, what I ought to be. You know, it's just so simple, but I felt, so find myself singing that to myself um, a lot. Levi, talk to me about, or talk to my listeners. Um, talk to that person right now who was like, I done declared war and I failed. I literally cannot get victory over xyz in my life like i hear what he's saying and this is great and it really sounds all that great but i tried it and it's not working what what is can you minister to those hearts because there's i I mean we've got pastors we've got all sorts of ministry leaders and and teenagers and college kids that listen and i know that this is is ministering to their heart even as we're talking 
What about the one that's tried and failed? How do they try again? Yeah, good. You know, Dr. Seuss uh, was rejected by publisher after publisher after publisher, and he didn't find success right away. And this is Dr. Stinking Seuss, <laughs> cat in a hat, right? And, and finally, a friend of his gave pity, gave pity to him and published his book for him, like almost like a favor. And then the wildfire caught on. And I think part of the problem, uh, honestly, is we're living in this era of Amazon Prime. And we can have anything we want, yes. two days, unless we pay three ninety nine. then it's here tomorrow. Yeah. And that's not good for your soul. I'm convinced of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have two packages that are coming today, and I'm convinced it's not good for me that that happened, that I ordered that yesterday. I mean, I'm thankful for it. I'm not going to stop. But, but <laughs> the problem is we apply those overnight mail, instant download, Netflix binge session, um, principles to spiritual development. And so I'm going to say this to the listener who, who you failed and you're tempted to give up. What did you expect? Did it to happen overnight? <laughs> you know, for many of us, we gave 20 years to the devil, and then we give six months to God, mm-hmm. and we throw our hands up in the air when we don't have instant success. Yeah. Wow. The truth is, it's sowing and reaping. Mm-hmm. It's, it's summer and winter. You don't put a seed in the ground and pull it out in two days. Mm. You put a seed in the ground and you do nothing except for water it and wait and pray and water it and wait, and then maybe six months from now you have a crop. I planted apple trees two years ago, and the gardener told me, you know what, we're not interested in second-year fruit. We're looking for third-year fruit. Whoa. Because if you get fruit before you get root, you're going to topple this tree under the weight of its own success. So we're going to prune back the tree mm-hmm. until it's ready to handle the fruit. And I think for some of you, your failure right now perhaps comes from your thinking that success is going to be instant and overnight and spectacular when there's not a single man or woman in Scripture that God used greatly that he first didn't bruise deeply. Mm. That is so good. One of the things that I feel like has been resounding in our ministry this year is people stay defeated because victory takes work. It takes work. You have to work your way, your mind. It takes disciplining your mind like you talk about all through this book, disciplining um, what has been said. You, you have to capture those thoughts, and, and um, that's amazing. I um I looked on your website. Y'all have resources to go with this book. Is is talk to me about that a little bit because I think this this would be a great book for small groups to go through together. Um, maybe even women's ministries to go through together. Men's ministries. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about the curriculum I saw on your website? Yes, I'm so excited about it because I've never done it before, and it was really a lot of work because. My big thing was I didn't want it to be like if you read the curriculum, the study guide, the video curriculum, the book, that you're just getting the same content regurgitated. So what I really wanted to do was give um, um, basically like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's all Jesus, but you're getting different coverage. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the book and the study guide to have kind of like taking it further. So there's fresh material, new material, stuff that's not in the book. Um, We went to the Badlands of New Mexico to the old stretches of Highway 66, and we shot small group curriculum videos so you could get together with your women's group or your you know men's group, and you could watch these. Then for those who say, hey, look, I'm not going to learn <laughs> if there's not homework. <laughs> we put together <laughs> the study guide so you can look up verses and be filling in blanks for the weekend. I think, honestly, if you did all three, read the book, 
went through this study guide, then got together with a small group of watched these, these video curriculums, uh, I think it would really take it to a different dimension. And that's all at IDeclareWarBook.com. I, um, I love the fact that you're giving an opportunity to go further because it's the work of victory. It's, it's saying, listen, okay, I really am declaring but war. I'm not just going to read about how Levi declared war. I'm going to do it for myself. I would really encourage all of, all of you that are listening today that I know because we get all the emails about how y'all need to declare war on your lives. Go and get this. Grab grab a couple people. It doesn't have to be fancy, I'm sure. It doesn't even have to be your small group, maybe you and your best friend or whatever. Um, and, and go through this book together and do the work of victory in your life. Um, Levi, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was so awesome. We're, we're just so honored that you would even give us an interview. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me and have a fantastic day. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And thank you for listening today. Listen, go to, um, you can go to levilesco.com. You can go to ideclarewarbook.com. I follow Levi uh, on social media. You can too. You guys can actually, um, you know, I I love to watch the little sermon snippets from all the various pastors and ministers that I follow. I I find even though they're they're like one minute long, they're really encouraging. And he has got some great stuff on his social media that they put up. But go buy this book um, and really declare war on your life. Thank you so much for listening today to the Autumn Miles Show. You can catch me right back here tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.